This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Have one of my favorite people on today. She's as sweet as she can be, extremely bright, very um, much into the arts. And the arts is something that we didn't even know anything about when we were growing up here, Andrea Lowry. And, of course, you didn't grow up here. You kind of, you married into this up here, didn't you? Oh, I came before I married. Oh, did you? Yes, I fell in love with Murfreesboro before I fell in love with that guy I married. So you picked Murfreesboro first. Exactly. So basically, he's second down the line. We're talking about Ed. We have two different categories there. Uh-huh. Okay. We, we have spouses and we have cities to live in. Uh-huh. You, 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 you picked well on both of them. Well, thank and, you. And, of course, he, he's the one that uh, was blessed in that relationship. Uh, he was a great. Did you realize he was a great basketball player at one time? Exactly. I've heard lots of stories about that. I think it was the 1960 team was the best basketball team in the state by far. But slipped right there near the end, and Mr. Fade always took credit for that. Um, tell me what is so interesting about uh, the art um, uh, community here in Rutherford County because we, we never even thought about that growing up. Of course, it was an old country town, Murfreesboro was. Um, before you came here, I guess there's no more than 20,000 people in the county uh, when I was growing up here, and now it's just completely exploded. Well, Truman, I think your listeners would be interested to know that you are also very interested in the arts. You know, the arts are not just the fine arts, not the typical things you think about. The arts in Rutherford County also include our culture and our heritage. Mm -hmm. And I know you are a big aficionado of the cultural arts, Meaning, uh, the culture of our southern food. I'm I've very seen. Much into that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Truman's acting like he knows nothing about the arts, but I have seen him at one of our locally owned eateries, Miller's Grocery, out at Christiana. Oh, I love it out there. And it is our southern culture food. It's not just the food. When, when Jackie and I would go out there, which was quite often, uh, we became close friends of the owners there at Miller's. And uh, as she, um, the, the disease that was working on her at the time started getting worse, they would holler and welcome her in as soon as she would go through the door. If it'd be cold in there, and she would get cold a lot of times, they, they got a coat just for Jackie to warm her up, they have that southern spirit that you only find in, in, in this particular area. It was just, uh, just love takes over everything, you might say. And that's a beautiful description of the arts. They really speak to our souls. Yeah. And everyone really has the spirit of creativity in them. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how it is um, displayed and how it's encouraged to come out. Yeah. And that's what I'm passionate about is the Rutherford Arts Alliance. It's a three-year-old nonprofit, 
that has been designed to connect the creative parts of our community yeah. that we may not even know or think about because I think in Rutherford County we don't think of ourselves as a cultural destination mm -hmm. but we really have more cultural assets than Williamson County has but we've really never marketed them yeah. and so one of the things that the one of the missions of the Rutherford Arts Alliance is to also help us recognize those cultural assets, play upon them, combine them with our institutions, mm -hmm. and make Rutherford County a cultural destination, share our cultural arts with visitors and tourists. Mm -hmm. And um, we did a study, you and I were chatting about this early, um, the city and the Chamber of Commerce went together with uh, the early group looking at the Arts Alliance mm -hmm. and participated in a national study that was done in 2016, a year-long study. We got the report in 2017, and it was a study of arts and prosperity. In other words, are the arts a cultural and economic driver yeah and of course that's what the chamber was visited was interested in so in 2017 we got the report and we know statistically that 31.2 million dollars came into this county that year related to the arts and the art assets wow. we're going to do that study again hopefully next year it's done every five years. The whole state did the study, and we received a grant. So the city and um, several different groups, including the Chamber of Commerce, went together to do that study. Mm -hmm. And that resulted in the chamber uh, making a full-time position for a director of arts and cultural heritage. Yeah. And that person is Susan Gully and is now the president, or chair it is, of the Rutherford Arts Alliance. People can find out about that on RutherfordArtsAlliance.org is the website for that. How broad is the arts community? I know that uh, we're growing so fast and a lot of it, uh, it, people are very unhappy with the areas they live in and they're looking for something special and uh, magnet for those people because it, it, it's like you're already in heaven before you die I mean it's just really perfect well I think we all you know feel that but maybe we don't know about all the different areas and that's one of the things we're trying to highlight yeah. uh, with different types of projects uh, the one of the uh, first projects that we did to sort of introduce the public was to uh, sponsor a public art mural Mm -hmm. And this was designed by Norris Hall, and it's on the side of the building across from NHC downtown where Vine Street Market is located, a locally owned uh, market mm -hmm. uh, where you can go and pick up prepared foods. Um, and that is a cityscape. It's sort of a whimsical look at our historic downtown buildings. Mm -hmm. And we did that where the community could come in and paint. Our grandchildren came by and Norris had it uh, along with several of our oh, visual artists. It's acrylic paint. Okay, That's what will stick on the things. Yeah. But uh, we had tables for the younger children to just do a, a little picture of it, of the mural outlined, and then they did watercolors, of course. But that was something to introduce the community to public art murals and to also help the city get the procedures and policies so that they were welcoming that kind of thing. And now we have um, the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau has a whole section on interior and exterior murals that are available in our county and they're increasing, you know, every week they're putting these things up. Yeah. 
and we have a lot of artistic people that have moved into the community that are very fond of, of many types of art. Uh, you know Mentriette, a Tucker, I'm sure, mm -hmm. and and I've never seen anyone that has so many gifts, but she wants to share all those gifts with everybody, and 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 very much uh, involved with the young people. Uh, you know, we we had the uh, Murfreesboro. Um, uh, group, I always call them the opera, uh, opera group, everybody else, over at your church at mm -hmm. one time. Middle Tennessee Philharmonic. Yeah, and, and they were uh, very much in, involved with the arts community, and, and, and just like I said earlier, they broadened it out into so many different areas, and the young people are a major focus for all of them, which is amazing. <laughs> And it's so good because I know growing up, I never, I never heard an opera. We called it that long hair music. We didn't know. We thought that we didn't understand about it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that um, probably one of the positives out of COVID is that lots of the different types of art mm -hmm. are looking for ways to take it to the people yeah. so that you don't have to you know, get to New York and pay big bucks to go to a Broadway play. Our Center for the Arts have local actors and actresses performing the plays that you've read about that are in New York and yeah. that uh, are really uh, quite well done. We have a lot of talented people, and a lot of that comes from our major cultural asset, which, of course, is MTSU. There are many areas out there that are dealing with uh, arts and culture and heritage when you think of all of those areas. And you said, well, you know, how many, do we have a lot of cultural arts here? The uh, chamber again did a study in 2018, I believe it was, um, where they had a consulting firm to come in. Mm -hmm. And that consulting firm actually listed 1,200 cultural assets. The Arts Alliance is continuing to update that listing, and we're up above 1,500 actual cultural assets that are available here. Yeah. And trying to look at things where we can um, package up things. So the weekend of the... Um, the Artist Guild um, Fall Studio Tour, mm -hmm. which happens every year in the fall, in September or October, where you can actually visit an artist in the studio, see them doing their weaving mm -hmm. or their um, fabric making, or we have a wonderful hat maker um, on a farm close to here where I actually was able to go out and pick out the color um, wool I wanted used and I knew the name of that goat that that came from and uh, it was just so fun you, you could pick the name of the goat yes all, all of her goats are named oh wow and so you pick the fabric and she boils cards it boils that down mm -hmm. and you pick the brim you want and so forth so I mean we've got people like that right here in Rutherford County is that like buying an oil painting and it has the name of the artist with that painting? I mean, the, well, the, goat, is, the goat just fits, fits right in there, right? <laughs> she does have a label in there. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, exactly. So, is one goat more expensive than the other goat? You know, I didn't ask that question. Well, that I was going for color. <laughs> I was going for color. I think uh, I think it's the price of the labor that goes into and love yeah. that goes into something like that. But there's so many areas. How does how does one get connected with what's going on in the arts community and the type of things that they would probably enjoy more than others because we're in this has been an arts community as long as i've been in, alive because we had the old country music mm -hmm. and, and I, I grew up listening to it uh in my grandmother's house because 
uh, we would be in in city standards about a half a block away and I would listen to them play all night long and uh, the guitar uh, banjo all of those things people almost uh, they had a uh, a gift for it and, and there's no telling how many musicians we have in Rutherford County it's well up in the hundreds and we have a real diversity now. At one time, maybe it was sort of the um, out of Scotland and the Celtic music yeah. to Appalachian music to our roots of American country music and so forth. But the beautiful thing is now the diversity um, that we have in our culture so yeah. that we have each culture has sort of its own music styles just like it has its own food styles mm -hmm. and our culture is so diverse now that we have you know all the different genres of music and we have the location 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 advantage of being close to the music industry mm -hmm. in nashville and um, mtsu have several majors uh, robust majors, as you know, their yeah. students help with the CMA awards and so forth. But to answer your question about where people can find out about it, two of the best sources are, again, the Rutherford Arts Alliance is trying to highlight and actually get our creatives connected so that on one weekend, a person that might be visiting Nashville for some reason could have the ability to do a day trip over here mm -hmm. and have a farmer's market in the morning and go to a locally owned place like you just talked about where the, the owner, if they don't know you, will say, oh, how are you? Glad yeah. to have you in our community. Let me tell you about where to go this afternoon. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know... Uh, a Greenway Art Festival, they could go do a walk or a run and see an art festival there at the same time in that night, go to a play or the orchestra or an event on the MTSU campus. So RutherfordArtsAlliance.org is one way and getting supportive of that. You don't have to be a creative. I, I used to not call myself a creative person until I learned that culinary was an art, too. I've always enjoyed preparing meals and getting food and new recipes. But the Rutherford Arts Alliance is very reasonable in cost. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, um, you know, there's a senior and student rate. Is and, that like uh, joining a club or something uh, when, when, when you become part of it. I mean, well, your, your, your you goal is? are A, to support all of the arts mm -hmm. in our county, and B, to, as you question, know what's going on. Yeah. And another uh, rich source for that is our Chambers Convention and Visitors Bureau that has a website called visit murfreesboratn.org mm -hmm. and there's a huge calendar of events there and if you're into sports there's listings of different things going on in the sports also uh, there's a list of all the artists mm -hmm. in our county and a list of events that are coming up um, more and more um, WGNS and our local print media as well as social media are right. listing all the events going on and the event organizers are trying to work together through the Arts Alliance to package it up so that people know from one to another other things that are going on and support each other. Mm -hmm. And that's what's been exciting to me um, about this is to see the city and the county working with us, MTSU working with us, uh, the chamber, um, the libraries. The libraries were once sort of the hub of culture in communities. Do people still read books? Isn't it amazing? I'm shocked. Even they, I still order the one and check out the ones that are you hold in your hand. 
you know, a lot of the young people. I just are ordered ready. one. Unfortunately, uh, I had I wanted it as quick as possible. Uh, the one called the director. It's about J. Edgar Hoover. Mm -hmm. uh, his uh, uh, second in command wrote it, and because I wanted that one, because my aunt Mary had just passed. And she worked for J. Edgar Hoover. Oh. And I got to meet him when I was seven or eight years old. And I got to sit in his office by myself with just him. And it was wow. thoroughly amazing. But anyway, I knew that a lot of the uh, rumors that had come out on him were not true because Aunt Mary kept me up with it. And uh, um, it was just a, a magnificent book on his life, an accurate account. But I had to order it through, um, I can't remember, Barnes and Nobles or one of them. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, well, uh, the, the, you, have, you have to know where the areas are to be able to reach out and have those type of things that really mean a lot to us. So I'm glad that we have you to take care of us as far as where we need to go to to... Um, uh, find those things that are special to us. Well, it's certainly not just me. There is a large group of people that are working on this yeah. every day that's special. But speaking of Aunt Mary, um, one of the projects of the Rutherford Arts Alliance is called the Leading Ladies mm -hmm. of Rutherford County, Women Who Inspire Us. You're talking wow. about your aunt inspiring you. Um, after she's not my aunt, she wasn't my aunt. She was my aunt. Oh, okay, aunt. Gotcha. Uh, I'm southern, you know. <laughs> the uh, uh, after the mural project, which was kind of to introduce the visual arts mm -hmm. uh, in in a public space to the community, how we can all share in this. We all share our downtown, whether you live in the county or the city. It's right. still our county seat. Yes. Um, the group decided to look at studying a group of women from our past that were influential in some way. Now, yes, we had a president's wife that was born in Rutherford County, um, and we also have enslaved women that were born here. Yes. So it's not just women that were known on a national or a statewide level, these are women that in some way, maybe they only influence the choir at their church, mm -hmm. but they represented um, what the female influence has done over the years, and many times they never had a voice. And you're talking about the written word, which of course is a wonderful art, mm -hmm. in talking about your J. Edgar Hoover book, we had several writers of renown mm -hmm. uh, from this county. We still do. I mean, somebody said, well, why do you not have the astronaut in your leading ladies group? And I said, Ray's still writing her story. We're talking about women from our past. Yeah. And so our historians locally work together to try to represent the whole county, and we selected about a couple of dozen women that were just representative of this, mm -hmm. and then um, hired a playwright that had done community-involved plays mm -hmm. previously. Um, she had done something in Maryville. So by community-involved, it means you get a lot of the grassroots people involved. So what we've been doing, the play is written. We had planned to have it presented last year. It's called Party of Twelve. Interesting story. It's set in today's time, and the key player is a MTSU graduate student in public history, and it's a young woman that's struggling. She's got a paper due tomorrow. She's about out of money for the month. She's struggling with what she's going to do for a job. And she, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. She can't seem to get this paper written. And by magic, women from Rutherford County's past come into her downtown apartment 
and share experiences with her. So it's a real fun uh, party of 12 by Mary Donay Johnson that um, we plan to hopefully, if it's healthy, hopefully present in April the 8th through the 10th at Washington Theater at the Patterson Center uh, next spring. So that's one of the things. Are you going to let us know who the characters are? Um, we will. That will be published now, starting. Marie, I'm sure, is one of them. <laughs> I'll tell you, we could have had, and in fact, since you mentioned that, uh, we do have a place on the Leading Ladies uh, Rutherford.com is the um, website for that. And, or you can find it through that one I mentioned earlier, the Rutherford Arts Alliance also. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to have information about them. But if you think of someone that is not in that group because we were, we were getting people that were representational of a whole group of women, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And so there are many others. And there's a place on there called Share Your Story. So you could actually go in and talk with us about someone. For example, um, the woman who was the first director of the Lion Ball Library System uh, wasn't one of the ones picked in the group originally because, you know, you just you had to limit your number somewhere because there are only 11 in the play. And uh, so her story is under the Share Your Story part. And we're interviewing family and friends of these women. Uh, we were talking about writers. Uh, Will Allen Dromgool, who I'd never heard of all the years I'd lived here, until three years ago when uh, the city uh, the city laureates, uh, the city recognizes three or four people each year uh, in some of the arts now. That's a new thing. Mm-hmm. And um, this writer, I had memorized her poem in elementary school, Bridge Builder. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but it's the story of the old man that, you know, fords a river and goes back and builds a bridge over it. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, old man, you might never go back over that river again. Why in the world are you building a bridge? And he said, well, after me, a youth will come. Oh. It's a, it's a heart-moving poem. Yeah. It was written by a woman who was born and lived here in Murfreesboro. Oh, my. And all those years, she hasn't really been recognized. And so that's the kind of voice we'd like to give these women that have really been in obscurity. But you're set in who the characters are right now. Uh, yes, but we add them. You know, as I said, there's a share your story area. So if you have someone that you feel like was a very positive influence and had characteristics that we want to encourage our youth to have today, mm-hmm. you can go in and share that story online. And so this will be archived and kept. that history will be brought to light. Isn't it interesting that stories like you're talking about stay with us our whole lives and you and i grew up in a in a in a period where our mothers and fathers would read to us at night when we would go to bed and some of them some of the more fascinating stories of course being a, a man uh i loved the old uncle remus stories mm-hmm. oh, oh they were just so great and and i could uh my imagination would run wild while they would be uh, reading those stories for me, mm-hmm. and that makes a that makes a big difference in in everyone. If if the moms and dads would just spend a little bit more time with them, especially late at night when uh, you're going to bed, and you never forget those stories, and they influence your life. Yes, and the other part of our culture that um, I think we've always uh, cherished and we are trying. We've got many literary and poetry out loud groups in our county now, uh, which is really one of the things we're encouraging. But think about how on 
any occasion, family birthdays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, when you gathered around the table, Mm -hmm. sharing a meal, and then you sat around and told stories. Yeah. And... um, that's very much a part of our culture here, a wonderful part of our culture. And um, in, increasing and, and uh, encouraging people to write, to write their stories, even if it's just something that you'd have copied and hand out to the grandchildren or something. Uh, it's a really special part that we need to encourage. There are many writing clubs around that you can go and just share your writings with someone else that's writing and help each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are some of the kind of things we're working on. We're reaching out more to the school kids now, aren't we? Mm -hmm. uh, I know the the Philharmonic Orchestra, uh, they were reaching out uh, in all types of music Mm -hmm. to the the kids. And that is one, one of the major ways of reaching the community, isn't it? You're building as you go. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. And some of those, uh, I love those where prior to the performance, the children can touch and even try out an instrument. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, children are so by nature creative. Yeah. If that can be encouraged um, many times, that's a blessing. But you're also reaching the older people. Mm-hmm. People who have haven't even thought about some of the artistic talents that they have, but they've never been able to utilize them. It's it's exciting. My I remember my mother's family; they could play any instrument uh, that they wanted to strictly by ear. Wow. They didn't have to read the the music, and 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 I know they had talents as far as creation, as far as things that they needed the house in their house. They could create things that would make their uh, home Mm -hmm. um, more livable for them, I I guess you might say, and those type things. Quilting's a good example of that, I think. Quilts. I haven't seen that since my mom passed away years ago. It's a wonderful talent, and we have a robust quilting community here. Yeah. A robust quilting well, community. They have, actually, they have a uh, a group that meets. That several, that. several groups. And men are getting into that. Now, I don't know how in the world a man could do that, hon. Well, they've my, got my several. My hands are not, not there for <laughs> creating things with a quilt or, or, or sewing or how, knitting or however you look at it. Yeah. Well, it's amazing the number of men that are in that. And uh, that, again, is one of the things we're trying to feature. There's a quilt trail Mm -hmm. in Rutherford County now. And looking into connecting that with the Tennessee quilt trail, people actually tour by going on these. And, you know, we have many of the barns in our rural areas that have quilt designs on them. Mm -hmm. You've seen those? Those are usually, when I was growing up, the ladies all quilted in our family, and those quilts were given to their children to, and then to their grandchildren and passed on. And uh, that is a, a, a way of um, remembering them mm-hmm. through your artistic talents. Exactly. That, that's pretty special. Exactly. It was a useful, a functional art, mm-hmm. but it's art. And all we of our crafts. We quilts back then. Well, yeah, I use I use mine now. That that aren't mine. I didn't do them. My grandmother or great grandmother. I have their quilts. And but you're you're, you're not sleeping underneath the quilt these days. Yeah. Well, no, not these days. <laughs> Definitely not these days, Truman. Well, and say in the winter time, Ed does uh, let you put the uh, uh, what the temperature up to 20, 72 or 73, <laughs> doesn't it? It doesn't cost him that much, bless his heart. Oh, really? Do you do any art things with some of your group uh, on the very top level of your house? Well, yes, we have. Yes, we have. And it's a wonderful place to observe, you know. Um, during COVID, Center for the Arts used the... Um, 
City Plaza. Mm -hmm. And you would be amazed at how many times I just hear music out on City Plaza and it'll just be two or three people over there playing their steel drums. I mean, yeah. it's not even an organization. It It is a performing, a beautiful performing space, and the city is really encouraging that more. So there are weddings there. Um, there I mean, it's just amazing the number of performances. And several of our local churches have art groups in its broadest sense. Let's think about a real wide paintbrush of the arts. Mm -hmm. um, have local, have members of their churches that are going out and sharing on sort of a mission basis their creative talents. Hmm. So, what if someone is listening to the show today and they come from areas that uh, there were very special types of arts in their communities where they left and they want to uh, um, continue some of those things. Mm -hmm. um, you, I know you're, you're giving me, see I'm an old person, you're giving me uh, all of these things that I have to go through to reach out to some of those arts, but I don't, I don't do uh, though all those type of communication. I understand you're like a person to person. Yeah, contact. something very similar. To okay, that. Uh, there are several sources for that. You could go to the library. Mm -hmm. Any of the libraries in our county have access to. They are a member, one of our partner members, so yeah. they have access to help you get in touch with how to do this. Mm -hmm. It can be done online, but it can certainly be done in person. Uh, the Visitor Center at the Chamber of Commerce out on Medical Center Parkway mm -hmm. uh, is another resource that's got adequate parking. You can walk in there um, and tell them what you're interested in, and they can help you get connected there. Mm -hmm. uh, Main Street uh, Murfreesboro, which is in the Heritage Center on College Street downtown, uh, one of our partners, and uh, in, anyone in that building can help you um, get connected. Um, Center for the Arts, uh, many areas, I think, not, not many of us are going to go on campus at MTSU, but um, many areas at MTSU, place, that's right. Uh, Many, if you happen to know someone at MTSU, most of them have contacts uh, with yeah. us there. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. How about hey. that? Sounds like a deal. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Lisa Halliburton at Bell Jewelers, and we invite you to stop by and see all our beautiful color gemstones. We just have a rainbow of colors. There's nothing like the sparkle of a Bell Jewelers diamond. Stop by soon, and we'd love to show you what we have in stock. Come by and see us at Bell Jewelers at 821 Northwest Broad Street. We're across the street from Toots. We're open 10 to 6 during the week, 10 to 5 on Saturday, and close most Sundays. Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, right here on News Radio WGNS. Hey, gentlemen, it's Scott. Make your health a priority with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center. You know, they exclusively specialize in men's wellness and they follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety and they are one of the leading men's medical providers in the entire country. 
Low T Center has literally reinvented the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone. It all starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment so you know all of the numbers important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, notice weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $135 a month, self-pay, or covered by most health insurance. Book your annual wellness exam today. Go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Sometimes the world can seem a cold place, so we got to bring the warmth to it. Sometimes the world can seem a broken place, so we got to strive to fix it. At the end of the day, we are empowered to create the world we want to live in. So we prepare for the worst, but we must always, always expect the best. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. When the game starts, the betting doesn't stop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Live betting is fast-paced and gives you a chance to pick up some value as the game unfolds. Whether you're looking to find plus money opportunities, hedge your bets, or invest more in your favorites, live betting at Bet Rivers delivers an exciting sports betting experience. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed. And in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. A decision about masks in schools is being delayed by the Franklin Special School District. Parents both for and against a mask requirement spoke at the regularly scheduled school board meeting Monday night at Freedom Middle School. Some parents expressed disbelief that the district hasn't required masks for this school year. The district started classes last week. Country music superstar Reba McIntyre is urging people to be safe, mask up, and stay home whenever possible. McIntyre recently spoke with People magazine about her COVID experience. She says she and her boyfriend Rex Lynn both caught COVID even though they were vaccinated. Breakthrough infections do occur, but patients usually have less severe symptoms than those who are unvaccinated. McIntyre said even with a mild symptom, you don't feel good with COVID, and it's absolutely no fun. Governor Bill Lee says he doesn't like the idea of businesses requiring vaccinations for COVID-19. While in nearby Franklin on Monday, the governor said he thinks requiring vaccinations is generally a bad idea for private businesses or anybody. Critics of vaccination requirements say it's a form of discrimination and a violation of privacy. Tyson Foods, Vanderbilt University Medical Center, and Meharry Medical College are among private businesses in Tennessee requiring employees to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Meanwhile, former drive-by truckers frontman Jason Isbell says he will require people attending his shows to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test. Isbell announced that he could not play venues that don't follow his rule and will refund fans who don't want to comply. Isbell scheduled to perform in Nashville in an eight-show residency at Ryman Auditorium starting October 15th. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms possible late this afternoon. A blend of clouds and sunshine develops a high in the mid-80s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 7. You can see $6 movies on Mondays at Premier Six Theater on Broad in Jackson Heights. That's right, catch a new movie for just six bucks every Monday. Plus 46 ounce popcorn, just $2 at Premier Six Theater on Mondays. 
from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. I'm coming, listen to all the stories. We're back with Andrea Lowry, and um, where do we go from now, Andrea? Well, well I you've got so many things to, to reach out to. I wanted to share um, with your listeners about a source of uh, funding for the arts that goes into all 95 counties of our state. Mm -hmm. Actually, Tennessee is, is rated sixth nationally in the amount of money that is put in from a state level that is put into the arts. Mm -hmm. And the source of this money are your specialty license plates, oh. your personalized license plates. I never thought of that. A portion of that money goes to the Tennessee Arts Commission. Mm -hmm. And that was really my introduction to the arts. I had the wonderful opportunity of serving on that commission. Mm -hmm. And actually when they called me I, I i said oh you know i don't really i don't really know much about the arts and they you know they wanted a businesswoman yeah and um i learned so much but the really exciting thing is to think about even in our most rural areas of tennessee there are grants going to um skilled woodworkers to take on an apprentice, a younger person, to, to teach their craft to a younger person, wow. or to have plays produced, or to put up a walking trail with historical markers. It, there is a, actually around six, five to six million dollars a year in Tennessee that goes into these 95 counties. Rutherford County receives a very nice amount of that money and the different organizations or either individual artists can apply for grants hmm. from the Tennessee Arts Commission. And that's TennesseeArtsCommission.org or Truman, if you would like to apply for a grant, you can get in touch with me personally. And I'll, be glad to give you a phone number to call you on that. You know you're safe, don't you? <laughs> uh, but that, I would really encourage people. It's a wonderful, like uh, for grandchildren when they turn 16, you can gift them a specialty license plate. And um, that's kind of a special, you know, if you, if you want to buy a gift for somebody that has everything, that's kind of a neat thing to do. And there's... What kind of oh, license ta uh, tag would you give Ed? Well, uh, let's see. Um, maybe the wildflowers one. The wildflowers? <laughs> <laughs> or the, there's several of there. I will see there. him Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, there are those that are supporting MTSU or the UT volunteers for sure. But that's a, a lovely way to support the arts all across the state. So I would, now, if you have one of your tags that has already been taken can you uh, use the same tag as someone else that that has these specialty plates or do you have to have one on your own just like when you get a tag your tag mm -hmm. is going to have a different number than someone else who's driving right exactly yeah. you get the metal tag yeah yeah it's it would be an individual one so Rather than just having the so plain if, if Tennessee. It's, if it's taken already. Mm -mm, no, no, they're, they're, they have different numbers on them. Oh, I'm looking at this. I don't see a number on it. Well, that's just your example of the plate itself. And then the numbers, you know, each of them would have different numbers. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love for my kids to do one of those for me. And I could do and it's like, one for them. I want to say $35 maybe, maybe less than that. Well, that's not much. That's on top of your other cost for putting the tag on. Well, you still have to have your sticker that has to be renewed. Yeah, okay. 
I don't believe I can afford that. I think maybe you might be able to. We could take up a collection. (laughs) (laughs) What else is going on with this? Um, I think that um, the main thing that has the process of organizing the alliance, Truman, is the thing that has, you can't, I can't tell you, go look at the mural on the back of David Hopkins' walk-in clinic uh, to understand this. There's a beautiful leading ladies um, mural on the back of his building that has profiles of some of the women, but it doesn't tell you exactly. It tells you their characteristic, but it doesn't tell you exactly that it was Mary Ellen Vaughn who was one of the first public health nurses in this county, way before we even had a health department. Mm-hmm. But the thing, the process that I'm speaking of is not something you can see or, or touch, but I feel it. And that is that through this consortium or alliance, trying to work together on, for example, right now, a National Endowment for the Humanities grant, Mm-hmm. We've had people from cultural arts with the city. You know, we have wonderful, wonderful city parks and recreation that have programs going on, either free or for nominal charges all the time. But combining that with people at MTSU and people in other parts of the county and with the actual creatives themselves and encouraging them to come and share their talents at the parks. Those relationships at the grassroots level, Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the big decision makers getting together and deciding on something. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's important. But the real fabric of a community, the fabric, is grassroots, the people yeah. to people, and um, and working with the African American Heritage Society on this play mm-hmm. um, has given us opportunities to get together and to learn about again the Mary Ellen Vaughns and what they did and and uh, get historical markers put up over on Vaughn Street yeah. so that. The things she did with young people in her community, you know, maybe nobody gave her most recognition when she was alive, but she's certainly recognized as a leader in that community now. And so I think I think that's that feel as we've grown so big, mm-hmm. which has its challenges, but it's really important that. Rutherford County maintain its heart of Tennessee status. Yeah. I know we're the center and we've got the oblique, but we've always been a real giving community. And it's so important that we share that with our newcomers that are bringing their talents and their um, families to our community. Yeah. And, and that we show to live here and to have this kind of environment that you'd want to rear your children in or I do it because I want to my grandchildren to have those my seven our seven grandchildren to have those same feelings that I had about Murfreesboro you know a lot of it is lost to the people in the last couple of generations we had a, a very special lady. Her name is on one of the buildings at M- at MTSU, Miss Mary Hall. And uh, I knew her many years ago. And uh, she, a lot of people don't realize that Dr. Hall would have her go with him on a lot of his calls. And uh, she just absolutely loved and wanted to be a doctor. Dr. Hall would not let her because he said women are not allowed to be doctors back in those days, mm-hmm. which was a sad thing. But look how she, where she went to in, in, in the education field. And uh, she was, I know, she never could, I mean, 
if something happened during her life, she would remember it. And I, I never will forget, she was talking about part of my family, the, the Joneses, and when their father died early uh, with one of the, I think it was pneumonia back then, and uh, the, the boys were not allowed to be around him, and when he passed away, they couldn't go to the funeral, and they had to watch it from um, my grandparents' house, and they they sit there and watched it, and uh, uh, they were crying the whole mm -hmm. time, and she was there with them, mm -hmm. and it was um, uh, those kind of stories are stories that should never be forgotten, and she was a very, very special lady. Uh, yeah, those that have known her, which has been many, 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 and many uh, from the university over here, uh, she was very... Um, um, one of those ladies that uh, was very special to everybody that was around her. And in my church, she went to Science Hill Church of Christ. Mm -hmm. And in, in, in the church, the, the, uh, she's sitting on the very front pew. She would sing louder than anybody. She had a big old hat on. That hat right there that you've got wouldn't even come close <laughs> to the size of it. And when she got a little tired and she thought the preacher had gone a little bit too long she would show him her watch oh. and that would end the, the service for the day that is a woman of influence that is a woman of influence <laughs> very much so and of course their house is still out there on woodbury highway in a beautiful house i mean it's and, and she's buried behind it mm. yeah we are hoping to have a um this is not going to be for christmas this year but we're working on having a um, both in paper form, Truman, and on your smartphone, a walking and driving tour related to these leading ladies mm -hmm. and where, you know, their spot of influence. It yeah. may be the Science Hill Church of Christ, but, you know, it's not just in many cases, we still have the home places of many of these people. Like, uh, and many of these creative women had to use men's names. You know, Mary Noah Murphy went under Charles Egbert um, Craddock. I've lost that name there for a while. Craddock Study Club's named after that. Um, she went under a man's name, and the publisher in New York for years didn't know that she was a man until she and her dad and sister went to New York to meet with the publisher. It's the first time he realized that she was a woman. That's amazing. So you're talking about how they couldn't get into things many times unless, uh, you know, that they, Will Betty Newman is another one. Um, and and uh, that's like Betty Ford Road, you know, that um, that family and that home is still out there. Yeah. Uh, that was... And to think that, you know, she was a painter but went under, um, uh, so it looked like a man's name. She yeah. just used her initials, Newman, on the paintings where she signed them. It's, isn't it a shame that the the real strength of, of, of um, some of the things that have been accomplished would be the wives of, of the men whose names are on there? I mean, I, I, I'm sure that... Ed gives you much credit for his success, and I sure gave Jackie a whole lot of credit because her name should have been uh, Sheriff instead of me. She did everything other than that particular um, job. She's the one that held me up. I mean, she she did everything that made it possible for me to do all of those things. And um, for whatever, I don't think... Uh, they ever get the credit that they deserve. Well, that's uh, very, over all of those. That's years. very kind of you to to speak that forth, and let's hope that a, a lot of men are realizing that. And I, I think, think I most do. Most just yeah, that they don't, don't verbalize it as well. Yeah. yeah, because you're not encouraged to chat. That's what storytelling helps us with too. I think, and I think our younger generations. Um, are on a little more equitarian basis, maybe, mm -hmm. um, in their thoughts and expressions and so forth. Uh, but I still think that you get a, um, 
a good balance having the two points of view and it's it's always a good balance to have somebody to to uh, share your workplace challenges with that's yeah. not right there so they can say well I don't know you might want to think about it this way that'd be a, it, it's an education experience for what you're talking about uh, with the um, the program did you say it's going to be in April uh, yes um, now, where will it be? Okay. Washington Theater. And I'm not familiar with okay. it. Okay. And a lot of people aren't. It's a wonderful facility that is in a 300-seat performing arts venue that is in the Patterson Center on Mercury Boulevard. Okay. And that they have a really, they're real known for, of course, their indoor walking and fitness centers yeah, they have there. galleries. Um, they have indoor murals. It's a city-owned facility that is... Um, is that where they used to have the spelling bee? Uh-huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, I they just, just didn't know the name of it. Yeah, Patterson yeah. Center. Uh, Mr. W.A. Patterson, who it's named after. Mm -hmm. And it is a fabulous facility right there by Bradley School and Bradley Academy. Mm -hmm. Um, how, how many performances will you have? Well, we hope to have, we're going to have um, a couple of performances that will be geared so school children or our underserved populations will be able to go. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have a Friday night is sort of the premiere with the VIP receptions for our sponsors. Um, the uh, name of the play sponsor is Pinnacle Bank. Um, the um, Friday night, after Friday night, there'll be a Saturday matinee and a Saturday night performance and a Sunday matinee performance. I didn't realize I was given to that uh, uh, performance. Pinnacle's my bank. Good. They're using my money. <laughs> well, isn't it's it for a much. good thing? It's not much, but it... <laughs> isn't it a good thing it is a that good they're thing. supporting? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, you're just, you're just, what? I, I don't hear your name as much as I should. Uh, it's you, not about you, me. You're involved in everything that's going on in Rutherford County. It's not everything about me. Everything is artsy. I mean, everything. <laughs> it is really amazing. It's very exciting because it's coming up from our grassroots. That's yeah. it. It's, it's just happening. And our institutions, I think, are going like we did when we saw the 31.2 million, they're going, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, we need to be encouraging this, don't we? I didn't realize my whole family was that artsy. Everybody is really artsy. And it's not a bad word, even though it rhymes with something that's See, a bad I go word. all the way back to Mary, Queen of Scots. Wow, yeah. talking about a heritage. Yeah. Well, I knew you were sort I've of got, regal. I've got a lot of bad uh, influences that are in my background, <laughs> believe me. I think most of us do. <laughs> yes. you, you know, you, we've got these people in our, in our uh, deep roots that have uh, done magnificent things. All of us do that yes. live here. Uh, but the ones that really catch my attention are the bad ones. <laughs> Isn't that awful? It could be your profession. No. <laughs> well, I did have some deals with family members, but, you know, it's amazing. Uh, we're all blessed to live in a community that has the heart that this community has. And the other thing, speaking of hearts, I forgot to even say, we have a... Heart of Tennessee sculpture that has been under work since 2019. Jenny Togra, who's a local visual artist, is the real um, uh, hub behind this. Mm -hmm. For the art crawl in 2019, she encouraged, I think there were 24 local artists mm -hmm. to paint their interpretation of Heart of Tennessee on a large aluminum, all these large aluminum hearts mm -hmm. were identical. They did a painting on those hearts. They were on display for the art crawl that October. Fast forward, and we currently have 
a design for a huge sculpture that incorporates all of those hearts mm -hmm. with a large stylized 14 foot tall heart that's designed by uh, Matthew oh gosh Bigelow uh, an, an M tissue sculptor mm -hmm. he did the um, sculpture that's in the gateway on the Gateway Island. He did the sculptures that are in the Depot District in Smyrna. I mean, he, and he's done ones in Nashville and so forth. A very well-known sculptor is working on that now. It will be a gift from the Rutherford Arts Alliance to the city of Murfreesboro. And uh, it will be uh, placed at the, um, the, the loop on the Greenway the Greenway um, loop out on Medical Center Parkway, okay. kind of right behind the fountains there, mm -hmm. where they yeah. have the little libraries. That was also a Rutherford Arts Alliance project along with the city. And um, that sculpture will be a part of that park, hopefully sometime in the future. Oh, you guys are going to have everything covered. Well, there are always new things to uncover. You know, it would be nice. There's there's a nice little home on the square. You need to put something on that top level that would draw attention to everybody in Murfreesboro and then have a big um, hot dog uh, meal up there on top and let the owner of the uh, place uh, do all the the uh, cooking and uh, grilling out and things like that. That would be special. Well, like you, culinary arts is probably his art form unannounced, but he is a pretty good griller. He can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he took care of me one time. Uh, my wife was wanting to buy a, a used motorhome, and we were down on the beach in Florida, and she found the most beat-up motorhome I've ever seen. And I told him, I, I can't really write a check down here. And he said, go ahead and write it, and we got you covered down there. And, you know, she came back and rebuilt that motorhome, and it looked like a brand-new one time she got through with it. And that's and a form of the arts I also. I wouldn't have given her two cents <laughs> for that thing. And, it, and, and it, boy, she could do everything. I mean, she really could. I was lucky, and Ed's lucky. <laughs> well, <laughs> we you're nice blessed. to announce that to the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've run out of time, hon. Okay. But I really enjoyed it. Well, good, good. Had Thank a lot you. of fun. It was fun. All right, guys. We, I, I think the DAR ladies are coming in the morning. so That'll be interesting. That'll be an interesting one, too. I'm lucky. This is Ladies Week. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.